Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Blood, Sweat, and Fears podcast. We are in full swing in spooky season now, and uh, I am once again joined again by Alan Jay. How are you doing, pal? I'm doing great, Dean. Thank you. I forgot to prepare a pun today. I'm very sorry. Oh, fucking <laughs> hell. The one time we need you for puns for the intro, and you, you fucking tit. Well, I recently discovered a red vegetable. I found out it was very beneficial to my body. From my head, tomatoes. <laughs> I'm instantly regretting it now. Pun, I want a pun that relates to the movie, no? You have until uh, the uh, end uh, of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, joining us, we have uh, one of my favourite comics on the Scottish circuit to gig with, a uh, very good friend and hilarious comedian. Please welcome Kate Hammer. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me on. I'm uh, excited. Uh, it's great to have you here. Like I knew when I started this, like I've seen you on uh, pods before and you are a really fun podcast guest. So I was... <laughs> I was really hoping you were also a horror fan, and when you said you wanted to do this movie, I'm like, not only is she a horror fan, but she picked a fucking baller film to start with. <laughs> Why did you pick Malignant? Um, look, I feel like Malignant... malignant. <laughs> so it's hard to say, I know. It's hard to get through emotionally. I feel like Malignant picked me. Um, <laughs> I just, I first watched this in theaters uh, with my friend who... Not drag me to it, but it was like, I, I, it's, what, it, what, it's not like I wouldn't go to theaters to watch horror because I like it at home with your friends when you can all scream together and like, you know, in one room and you can always pause it because I get quite physically stressed out. So like if it gets too much, you know, you have a safety. Um, but yeah, we went to the theater to watch it. Um, so it was like a very, it's just the freshest in my mind of, of being quite flabbergasted by being like mm, there's so many what is this what were they trying to do but i'm enjoying it either way yeah. oh yeah i mean if i can just gush for a moment like this is uh i didn't think this was going to be the first james wan film that we ever did in this podcast <laughs> i was i was expecting us to do like saw or insidious or the conjuring yeah. but they yeah, never saw this yeah. coming this <laughs> <laughs> well like uh, james wan's one of those directors where it's like I always love seeing his work because you can tell you're watching a person who just loves horror. Yeah. Mm. And like you can feel the love for the craft in almost every frame. And I think it's kind of similar to us when like we see a comedian that we love. Like mm. say, you you know, like if you're watching a headliner comic who you can clearly tell loves comedy and like they're just having so much fun on stage, they're feeding that back into the audience. Like um, immediately coming to mind is like CMB, Susie McCabe, those kind of people. And like, James Wan does that for horror. You can tell he just loves the genre with everything he's done from like Saw, Insidious, The Conjuring, even in a sense, he did the best Fast and Furious movie, arguably. Uh, I thought Aquaman was really fun, despite some people on the internet disagreeing. <laughs> and uh, with this, it's just like he gave us something that we've been starved for for ages in horror. We haven't had like an iconic horror villain in so long. So not like on Jason or Freddy level, but Gabriel is one scary motherfucker. Like, and that's why he said he wanted to do it, right? He was like, oh, I want to make a film that you know, harkens back to the ones when I was a kid that mm. felt like fun to watch and felt like, yeah, that someone was enjoying making it. Oh, absolutely. Like, uh, and when I first saw this in theaters as well, like, it's, I don't usually get shocked by twists in movies. and But he finally, like, he he upgraded the hello zep twists from saw and did something even more crazy like i i honestly thought it was going to be like a ghost or something like that it felt like kind of a supernatural demon kind of thing parasitic twin brother i did not expect yeah in the back of her fucking skull but <clears throat> upon second watching um they make it very clear so if you're watching mm. right like constantly she's like it's just in your head yeah. it's all in your head Maddie <laughs> and then like the amount of shots of the back of her head mm. and uh, just some incredible sorry <laughs> are you turning my camera off <laughs> none, of, none of that um, so yeah because I, I rewatched it last night mm. with my with my flatmates um and didn't tell them what it was. <laughs> I would um, love to. I would love to see people's first reaction to this movie. Yeah, oh. it was. I mean, there are. This is what I think. What I like about it um, is what also frustrates me about it. Where you're just like, what was the intent? 
because it's so impossible to pin down, right? Was he trying to make a great film, or but you can't with the shots he chose and and the and the script writer. This is the same script writer as who wrote Megan. You're like, what was going on in this one? Why were they doing? Why were they making these choices? So they obviously knew what they were doing. They knew they were, you know, everything was a harken like to a B film, or did they start off trying to make it really good and then go? Let's just make it a V film homage. <laughs> Who knows? Well, I think that tone really works for it. Like, it'll, I saw someone describe it in a review as like Pazuzu meets a Batman movie. <laughs> like, it it's, feels like a comic book almost near the end of yeah, it. Yeah, for mm. sure. And I think this is, it's just, I think that's what like keeps you watching, but also keep kept me like this the entire time while watching, which was like, you don't want to watch something that's made to be like bad uh, mm. because you want something to try. And it We've is, all seen the room kick. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> but it's like, but I feel like the room that he was honestly making a good film in his opinion. Yeah. So, and that's what makes it beautiful is this like this this intent, and that's what like sometimes you're just like, but is this? Are they aware? But they have to be mm. aware because he's a like with all the other films he's made. So I don't, you know, that's for right. I felt. <laughs> yeah, I think I get that as well. Well, like he must have started out thinking maybe like because I was watching the behind the scenes and the ideas that they had for it was like oh he wanted to do something murder mystery kind of themed and they've never done a villain where it's like oh it's actually the protagonist as well but they're unaware of it mm. and see yeah. when I saw the uh, when, I, when I saw this the first time and it starts off with that scene of like the abusive boyfriend who like knocks her head back I I knew it had to be something to do with like uh, brainwave stuff. I thought maybe mm. is she creating the guy in her head? And because you see a lot of electricity and like a lot of the uh, rotoscoping effects they do with the filmmaking, like, oh, maybe she's creating this whole world and she's created this person. Because when the police officer says, like, you expect me to believe this serial killer is your imaginary friend, mm. imagine a horror villain that was like an imaginary friend kind of person. Yeah. Yeah, this. I just wish she had a bit more personality. Also, she, like this actress, she's been. She was in the Mummy with Tom Cruise. I feel oh, like yeah. she's a bit of a. But she was also in the Annabelle, which where she worked with James Wan before, mm -hmm. and she was the Grace in Peaky Blinders. Like she's just such like an interesting actress. Where I'm also like, feels like you've had some weird, weird movie choices in mm. your in like ones that are just you're like. The mummy, you know, that ruined so <laughs> oh, much. Oh, God. Like, I, I, I mentioned this on the Human Centipede episode, but that, that mummy movie, the Brendan Fraser mummy movies are the reason that movie exists. Like, it's yeah. trying so hard to be an action-adventure thing when what's the original mummy film back in the 40s? It's a gothic love story that's kind of tragic and very psychedelic, and then you just have Tom Cruise, like, trying so hard to be Nathan Drake from Uncharted, and it's just <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> That's one thing I thought about the film. Like, I felt like it kind of moved away from like kind of using things like domestic abuse and rape and miscarriage as like plot devices. And this film's like, he fed up your miscarriages to build himself back up. And it's like, is this an endorsement for like stem cell research? But like, hey. Gabriel's the uh, you know women in STEM. He was actually. <laughs> Gabriel's the biggest feminist you've never met. Um, oh. And pff, I just think he's ahead of his time. Gabriel kind of looks like Tommy Wiseau now that I think about it. <laughs> I just love how, like, Maddie enters wearing this, like, really nicely ruched. <laughs> ruched? <laughs> Did you just make that word up? No, that's a, that's a you know, it's it's strung together to show that she's still hot while pregnant. Um, she, <laughs> she will not stop touching her belly, so her personality is being pregnant and was once a nurse. She's never again a nurse, just to make, you know, but she lives in the biggest house you've ever seen. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, the domestic abuse, and you're just, it was a little too, you're, you know, it's those lines that are like when will my children stop dying inside of you and you're like okay so i'm not supposed to like this guy but there's something about him you know um and then like that whole sequence uh happens and it was like there's still good filmmaking like there's still moments where you're like oh my god like you know you're yelling at the screen and jump scares and and it works it's like it's good it it there's still like great filmmaking throughout. Uh, his boyfriend was not bad. I'd happily let him have his kids die inside me. <laughs> well, Alan, it's different is, for you, isn't it? This is why you have bad luck with relationships, Alan. That's like, the opposite reason, though. 
And first you go for a guy who's got an attraction to bendy thumbs, and then you're saying the guy from the beginning of Malignant would be a good boyfriend for you. No. Are you okay, He's mate? Good. Like, no, <laughs> never. That's where the puns come from. Oh god, from a, from a dark place. Yeah. Puns uh, are the darkest humor. No one thinks it because they're just light little jokes that everyone can make, but they're fucked up. Yeah. You make a pun. <laughs> come from a dark mind. <laughs> <laughs> you're deeply unhappy uh, I, I mean I don't know if you've seen any previous episodes but this guy with the pun game I think there's been a total of like a hundred puns ever since we started the thing and I'm generally tempted to make like a compilation of all of them oh, you should make a counter for sure Oh, when we're famous someone can do a ranking Oh yes, absolutely. Worst to best. That'd be fun. And they're all just worse. Yeah. <laughs> worst to worst. Yeah. To be fair, your naive Campbell one was very good. Thank you. I'm curious. Do you have anything related to this film, pun wise? Like we said, he has until the end oh, of the episode. Got, yeah. You know, they kept telling her Gabe was fake, but Gabe real. No. Put that in the fucking bin. <laughs> are you sore after that stretch? Like. And why take it look. back. Puns are for healed, healthy people. <laughs> Such as Alan. Uh, I don't, don't know where you guys class this on like horror killers, but do you like the idea of like a killer who's got like an iconic look, an iconic weapon, and like if you describe them, oh, that, that I know immediately. Yeah. Okay, here's this not, the weapon is great. You know, mm. a medical award of excellence that for some reason, <laughs> Gabriel has a metal working machine in his workshop, which is, we then find a, is, how many spoilers do we put in? We, any, oh, we were great. all spoilers. You know, so Maddie's attic's attic is where you keep your heavy metal working <laughs> machinery. Well, like okay. you said, she's a weird person, you know? Like, uh, fucked up. Uh, so then, great. I mean, she's adopted. We're all a little bit weird. Okay. <laughs> that, that was also a great moment. To have the reveal of adoption be to your own sister. And, like, to say it, be like, oh, God, my own flesh and blood, you know? I, I was, uh, you know, I came into your family at eight. And then she looks at her sister and then goes, I was adopted. And you're like, well, we got... <laughs> if someone was dumb enough not to be like, what do you mean you just came into the family when you were eight? What, what do you mean? How are you born eight? That was a you know? painful childbirth. Well, I mean, with the weird stuff that happens with Gabriel, I wouldn't be surprised if the sequel to it, they have someone born eight years old. Yeah. Mm. Like with some Benjamin Button kind of shit. <laughs> she'll say that. She's like, I just want to have a blood connection with someone. And yeah. it's like a finger on the monkey's paw just cut off. <laughs> 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 like, I, I was wondering, do you have any perspective on that as someone who's adopted, like how this film handles it? Well, they don't really go into like the whole um, what it was like growing up in foster care or anything. Like, her being adopted is just sort of a, yeah. a way to show that she's like unconnected to her family in a way. Mm. And like she's always searching for that kind of thing. I can confirm that uh, when I was in the foster home, they didn't take me to a medical science place that looks like something out of an H.P. Lovecraft novel. And, and that uh, explains why you're here today like this. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't know if the camera can see these, but I just want to confirm they're not pajamas because every time I wear these at a gig, I get told they're pajamas yeah, and they're not. Sure to be not. honest, Dean, I haven't seen Higher. the back of you. Maybe there is two shrimp arms. Going, <laughs> <laughs> Cut out the cancer. It's know? me and the Glasgow kid. <laughs> um, if you want a blood connection with someone, just have sex on your period. You know, I, there's much easier ways. Like, just... It's fine. Do you want to write the sequel for this with that in mind? <laughs> well, he, it was his, him and his wife's uh, idea. They wrote the story together. Yeah. Which Aww. is like, I know, uh, but then you're also like, maybe don't. <laughs> I don't know. It was like, there was a good premise there. I think it's more the dialogue mm. uh, that like kind of did bug me. But also, again, it was kept being on the verge of like, you're like, I know everyone here can can act and can can write better. So what's happening? Is there a prank on me or am I in on the prank? Anyway, so we got to Gabriel's outfit. Oh, it's so, the, so cool. The, the award of excellence, Shank, amazing, super sharp, loved it. Um, where did Gabriel get the long leather jacket and the gloves? Hot topic. Yeah, I was thinking did that. Did he like... go to Walmart, you know, when yeah. he's like bloodied face and just see like him waiting in line at a Walmart just with those and then he brings out her card and it declines and he's like through the speakers like, just try again, you know. <laughs> I swear to God, there's money on it. I think he just went to the cat house one too many times and uh, just picked up the look from there. Well, it's like she didn't have have that on hand so it really is maybe she's I'm, a secret mosher and that's why she's so miserable <laughs> oh may or like this is it i just i think um uh, what 
My the biggest unbelievable thing for me in the whole movie was why does Gabriel, who was thriving as a shrimp child, um, <laughs> as a little, you know, a sentient tumor on the back of her head, ribs and shrimp arms and uh, face. Um, I love how I, they also didn't remove the face when they cut. They they medically pushed his face into her skull and closed it up. Yeah, like she must have had scars. Like, do you think she just, like, refused to do doggy style? Like, it was all her them. hair covered it up. Well, yeah, but, like, oh, it was all back. on her back. Like, she must have known. Like, oh, my God, imagine writing someone doggy style. Like, you just oh, my see God, this movie isn't airtight. I know. Other than that, it is. I'm actually, because my, I'm going to bring that up to my friend. I don't think he's thought that through. Hmm. Oh, fuck. Excuse me. But, yeah, what is, like, um, as a, when he was the little child, um, didn't need a costume, you know? And then when he still got removed, cancer cut, ca cut the cancer out and adopted, he was still in her head, didn't need a costume. But now that he's back, he needs his jacket and gloves so badly <laughs> that like once she breaks out or he breaks out of jail, um, the first thing he does is go into the evidence room and get his jacket and gloves and he's like, now I'm whole again. I'm like, but you never needed that before. And I think that's why I was like, come on, Gabe, just kill people raw dog, you know? Such a poser. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, see, see the weapon, like, it just said like, award for excellence in surgery. Like, yeah. do they have like competitions? <laughs> <laughs> like all oh, your techniques all rang just on the wee heart the surgeon knew awards like that's oh. not how you handle a prolapse you just push that one in too <laughs> oh god I wish, he, I wish they'd kept the snakes on it and not just had the knife because I think the snakes add a little bit of fear to the weapon yeah. I don't know I like a cool horror weapon you know like Leatherface's mm -hmm. chainsaw or Freddy's glove yeah the, the weird uh, medical trophy like I would have that as a prop in my gaff happily mm -hmm. Maybe not Gabriel's costume because like <laughs> I'd get shady looks. He he looks like he looks like every guy I've met in like a seedy town whose name is Spider selling drugs to kids. Like yeah. right, that's, a, that's, a, that's a flasher's coat. Also, <laughs> also question: Why did Gabriel need to turn her body backwards? Which I know he didn't fully, but he did like like you know do a shoulder dislocation just so he could run backwards at people. Uh, or frontwards his way, but like her backwards running. Yeah, that's like a really extreme version of the moonwalk, isn't it? It's a unique, <laughs> it's a unique take, and it looks hilarious, but it's hard to keep consistent. Like that stunt guy, kudos, you know? Uh, it's it like a contortionist or something. Right? I was reading into that. Uh, I think it's just to look kind of unnatural and make you question it. Yeah. Because as soon as this movie starts and it says that line, you know, let's cut out the cancer, I knew we were in some for some like fucking punk rock level mm. horror here. And then it goes into the kind of, uh, do you, so you guys know what I mean when I say jalo kind of horror? Mm. So it's like that weird Suspiria, very oh, colorful yeah, yeah. You, you're not really supposed to understand it on your first watch, but as like you rewatch it, everything kind of clicks back together. Mm -hmm. And I love that it does that, but it doesn't feel pretentious. Like mm -hmm. that's something James Wan's really good at is that he can just do really well-made movies that are fun to watch on your first time and good to rewatch later with your brain on, Like, but you mm -hmm. still get something out of it, whether your brain's turned off or not. Mm. No, I wasn't turned on by it. <laughs> You just said you were yeah, true. with the husband. Oh yeah, yeah. Is Gabriel your type? No. <laughs> He's confident. He knows what he wants. That's what else is like. What was Gabriel's goal, really? Take over her body, I guess, and just like murder people. But like, for part of it, yeah, murder. See then. Look, I've thought about this a lot, okay? <laughs> Too much that I resent it. But like when she's younger, he tries to just kill people that is like taking her away. Mm. So I guess he wants full control of her body. But then uh, when he get, gains it back as the adult, um, he goes after the doctors and the mom. Mm. All makes sense. Personal vendetta. Get him. But then there's just the killing of the, like the killing spree mm. of the cops. And you're like, I guess it's because they want to get Gabriel, but like, I get what is Gabriel's goal? Gabriel said, "A cap, you know, he's one of us." <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> well, which it was part of. You're like, I like it. This will support this, but um, <laughs> but it was. I was. I want to be. You know, if Gabriel did win, what's the? Is he just gonna kill everyone? 
he, is he, he does, just after evil? I think so, yeah. Like they they play him as like this really over the top kind of sort of hammer horror villain where yeah. he just wants to kill people. I yeah. mean, that is compelling for a lot of horrors. Like Michael Myers just lives to kill people. Mm-hmm. Freddy wants to kill people and control their dreams and have fun doing it. It's so, like I kind of expect that with horror anyway. Yeah. Is it ever established how like why he can't just permanently take over a body? Does it get weak or something or uh, yeah, the mind's always fighting back, I think. Yeah, he's the weaker uh, mm. organism on that organism. Mm-hmm. He's the absorbed twin. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, like, yeah. <laughs> but I guess if he was born as his own whole person, would he just be the biggest psychopath <sighs> ever? Like, I, I wonder, why not just, like, take her over permanently? Then maybe just, like, once a month, he'd be like, right, I'm not dealing with these to. cramps. You can do it. <laughs> Maybe that's it, is he knows what it's like to be in the world of women. And he's like, oh, can't do with these lady problems. And that's where Malignant 2 will probably take us. <laughs> oh. Malignant 2, Murr. Oh, no. wow. You're infecting the guests. That was fantastic. <laughs> I'm so happy. Uh, one of my favorite moments of this actually because they said this in the behind the scenes they had the cops in this to add a little bit of humor to the movie and then when she's showing the sketch of what Gabriel looks like he's like so I'm meant to be looking for sloths from the yeah. Goonies <laughs> she was like such the stereotypical like unsatisfied black woman wasn't she pretty much like, yeah like just a, I feel like it was kind of a play on like the sort of uh, bored detective dynamic like, yeah. yeah like uh, having fun with it as well mm. as being like the sort of I, I'm I, they don't pay me enough for this shit you know the mm. coffee at my work is terrible and I'm having to chase down this weird serial kind of thing and also if they're like so they arrest uh, Maddie later on because they think she's murdered it if they had known it was Gabriel how exactly are you going to arrest him like you well, can't really that's arrest. what my flatmates at the end of the film we all just sat in silence and then someone was like we don't get to see the trial and i was yeah. like no but they're like but it's surely she should still be put away <laughs> like you never know when he's he's still there he's always in the back of her head literally mm. so like you know someone must have to pay for killing 50 police officers <laughs> also i forgot to mention I uh, know someone in this movie. Oh, uh, is it like a background actor or like a big actor? He has lines. Oh, who is it? He's the cop who says, uh, I put it on your desk earlier. Isn't that why you brought her in? He's the sketch artist guy. Did did he actually draw the sketch or was that really done by the production team? Uh, He didn't know. It was like Ah, a computer. It was computer drawn anyway. (laughs) I like didn't overlap with him much in Montreal, but he, because he he was from Montreal, so he was a comedian there. Now he lives in LA, but I met him there and then, yeah, have seen, he's also in like a children's show on Netflix. So it was nice to see him post about this and then my friend be like, let's go see the movie. I was like, Wow. I'm connected to Hollywood, you know? <laughs> and then I watched the movie, and I'm like, huh, I guess this still counts as Hollywood. I would love to see you in a James Wan movie, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> I'd fully commit. I'd do whatever the fuck you wanted. Yeah, yeah, that, that, like, not in the movie, I mean. Like, no, 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 no. I agree. Uh. No, but what was it? Yeah, they had that digital aging up of her, didn't they? That was very fucking generous and spot on. It was like, take this and age it up 30 years. Oh like, my God. Oh. It took me back to those like shows, you know, like in, like embarrassing bodies or like how to feed your kids. But like, if your child keeps eating jobbish, this is what they're going to look like in 30 years. And they're just like, oh, decrepit. And they're like, oh my showing God. kids that? That's going like, to scar them. It's like, I would hate my wins if they were ugly. <laughs> <laughs> I was well, enjoying that. This movie proves that because uh, the real mom does not want Gabriel anywhere in her fucking life. She apologizes. After, like, he's tried to hunt and kill her down, I would be apologizing too. If you were 15 and had (laughs) a baby like that with ribs on the outside and and shrimp arms. I'm I'm finding no other way to describe these things. I mean, my real mom was 16. I don't know why she gave me up for adoption, to be honest, but if... If I was like that, then I could understand it, you know. Mm. I wouldn't turn to Gabriel. I would be like, yeah, I, I get you, Shelly. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> but that's good. You didn't have shrimp arms. I did not have. Well, I, well, I was two years old. I maybe did. I would have shrimp arms compared to now. Let's check your back. We'll check your back for scars later. <laughs> that's why I grow my hair up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, my favorite part of the, like, um, 
uh, my favorite part of this movie, I'll say that so many times though, is that uh, just to make sure you know the family connection is there, um, her and her mom have the same haircut. Don't you love that? And her when she's younger, same haircut. I love how someone just has a fringe for life. Hashtag banks for yeah, life. Yeah, exactly. I love well, how also genetic. when she's younger, they're showing off that Gabriel's kind of controlling her, but the worst they can come up with is that he took a little bit of icing off a cake. Kids well, do that all the time. And, like, then, and then he tricks her into thinking she's going to cut a piece of cake when then she was going to stab that, her mom. Okay, that I can understand, but she got, incredible. She got sent to her room for the cake. And I'm like, for fuck's sake, kids do that all the time. Stop being so yeah. strict. It was also it was because she was blaming it on Gabriel. But that came right after her parents were like, we just thought if we gave you enough love, you wouldn't, you'd stop making up Gabriel. And then it cut to flashback of them being like, you took some icing off the cake, go to your room. <laughs> You're like, I'm not sure that you loved her as much as you thought you did. Yeah. Which brings me on to a nice wee segment I thought would be fun for this movie. What's mm. the most like inconsequential thing you did as a kid that you got in trouble for? Mm. God, mm. I, know, I got in trouble for everything. Yeah, I, I've heard your puns, I can see why. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say God is what you did as a kid. <laughs> That's a pretty big one. Just um, really loved the Bible when he was growing up. I don't know, but I remember when I was five, I pissed on a neighbor's door and no one ever found out. <laughs> Why'd you do it? I never even met the guy. I just got told he was a grumpy old man. And I thought, well, I'm going to piss on your door. <laughs> you never even met him? No, sorry, Mr. Bib. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's, he's probably he needs a bib if you're pissing you on his door. Dead? Huh? Do you think he's dead now? Yeah, probably. I did it with my wee girlfriend at the time. That's quite a weird first date option, not gonna lie. And I took a date to a comedy show yesterday, so... <laughs> and piss on an old man's door? No, we did not. No, we just went out for drinks and then uh, Daniel Petrie, friend of the show, we love him so much, <laughs> refers to uh, my date in the audience as my wife and she Aww. looks fucking mortified for a second. As your wife or yeah. his wife? His, uh, not my wife. Oh, God. I, I was like backstage saying, uh, oh, yeah, I brought a Tinder match with us. It's kind of a date. And Daniel's like, oh, I'm going to address her in my set. I'm like, please don't. And because he's a fucking conniving motherfucker. Uh-huh. He did. <laughs> so enough about Malignant. How was your date? Will there be a second? <laughs> there will be a second. Yes, that's all I'll say. How well did it go? Let me smell your fingers. No. <laughs> <laughs> fucking A. <laughs> it, it went pretty well, yeah. I think I'm going to get a second date. We, we got along good. Also Not a horror fan. So. What? Not if she sees this. <laughs> oh, Jesus. She actually does watch the podcast. She, um, When we uh, first matched together, she watched a couple of uh, episodes of it. And this is a quote from... Uh, fuck it, I'll just say it. A quote from Kirsty. I think you're too cute to podcast. <laughs> Which is the weirdest compliment I've ever been given because I'm like, is that is that sort of like code for you want me to stop doing the podcast or <laughs> do I have to, do I have to cut my hair and get <laughs> ugly or like what what do you want from me like? No, but, that's a that's a lovely thing to say. Um, I think it just means like from most compared to other podcasters, maybe mm-hmm. you know you're you're too cute. You don't you don't need to get a personality through podcasting you have a good enough one is what i think she's saying did, did i get anything or was it just no he's definitely good for yeah podcasting. yeah no no that, seems, that feels right it feels right <laughs> to be fair i did tell her some of your puns on the date and she was amused so but <laughs> what a, like machiavellian she was amused <laughs> yeah but you're gay you don't date girls anyway so i know Ugh. Sorry, One day, ladies. clitoris. <laughs> did you, will find did you, you go up and slap Daniel across the face? When I he did said, not know because keep it my wife's went... name. <laughs> Out your fucking mouth. Defend your woman. No, no, no. I'm not like that on dates. Like uh, the whole uh, defend your woman thing is just weird to me. What he say? What he say? He just uh, he was doing a bit about um, like couples and stuff on the stage, and he says like, "Oh, this goes out to uh, Dean and uh, his wife." <laughs> My Daniel Petrie impression needs to get better, but it's like, pretty good. <laughs> it's the pretty Glasgow good. husband. What? The Glasgow husband. Oh God, Aww. no! God. Put on your cake. <laughs> so, uh, Kate, we never found out what you did as a kid that you I got know, in trouble I'm for. I'm thinking. To be honest, I feel like there's so many injustices. Do you like? <laughs> like you grew up on a farm, so I'm expecting some wild three, stuff. Three older brothers, and so I, I feel like my mom had um, used up all her patience uh, upon the three boys and and them doing stuff. So it just felt like, um, yeah, I think the worst, the, I can't think of like a specific one necessarily, but um, 
the worst ones is when you would try mm-hmm. to explain what happened, but your parent would just go, I don't care. You like, mm. you have a timeout and you're like, and that, that, like the feeling of that injustice, like still mm. stays with me today of like, you're not even gonna let me communicate. <laughs> <laughs> you witch. You know? Oh, so that, that's why you sympathize with Gabriel. He wasn't allowed to communicate. I know, honestly. <laughs> One of my earliest memories was finding a jelly bean, putting it in my mouth and being like, this jelly bean's disgusting. And then I found out it was just like one of my parents' drugs. <laughs> and like, <laughs> My mom was like, Alan, get that out your myth. And I was like, was what she- What do you mean drugs? Oh, they were into drugs. They were okay. very into drugs. But you thought, oh. so, okay. Yeah, it was just, it looked like a jelly bean. I was very young and I thought, mm, nom, 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 oh, tastes weird. And I was like, is she concerned about me or is it just that I've stolen her drugs? Uh, knowing what you've taught, how you've talked about your mom previously, I would say maybe a mix of both, but leaning to more towards My the drugs. other one. I'm glad I went first because you can't really beat that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, please, please just give us something wholesome, Kate, to help us back. Is pissing oh. on a man's door not wholesome for you? Um, no, not really. That's okay. just, I, that's, that's weird, man. I used to have to pay money if we used the Lord's name in vain growing up. Oh, man. So if you said, oh, my God, she, my mom would make you pay a quarter. I can't. Yeah. Kate, she's cutting into your arcade time. Honestly. Did they have arcades when you grew up? Sometimes. No. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Just you would train a goat to follow you. Um, <laughs> and, and they do. Um, or one time um, we worked out a system where like, so we didn't get much allowance, but, uh, you know, it was like a quarter every chore or task you did, let's say. And then, so then we realized as kids, it was like, oh, so if I don't do the task, then I don't get the money. And what if I'm just fine with that? So, okay, I just won't do it. And then my mom uh, was like, okay, well, then you actually get, you'll get charged money if you don't do the chore. So if you don't load the dishwasher, you actually will owe me money. So some months would end and I would owe her $5. (laughs) I'm like, where do you think I'm getting this alternate income from? We don't have, we have dial-up internet. Like, you can't use the phone and the internet at the same time can't sell anything um so yeah i just um i was i, I was down in uh negative college fund by the time i was 10 because i didn't have one but i ate into that invisible money and does, that's what i'm still does canada not have uh, free education no no because i thought you guys had free health care over there yeah we have free health care i'll be honest with you it's way better here Oh, People like, always say like Canada, Canada. It's like because you compare it to the states, which is awful. Yeah. But it's like I get faster appointments here. Dental is covered. That's insane. Um, and uh, but no university, absolutely not free. Oh. Very much so much money. And this is why we're all comedians because fuck university. Oh, I went there. So oh, I went to multiple. I have a master's degree. Oh, I didn't know this. What? In what? TV writing. Oh, wow. Oh, fair fucks yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you've done a lot of TV stuff anyway. Yeah, yeah, I work in it right now. Fuck yes. Oh yeah, don't. Are you allowed to say where you work, or? Uh, yeah, but I won't. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to think of like what's the uh, the weirdest possible TV channel that you could be working for. <laughs> CBBS because it's not on the air anymore. Oh. Like you're secretly just reviving it in the background. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I do that on my own money, my own time. <laughs> I make my own children's show. Well, I mean, that's just what YouTube is now, right? <laughs> it's like anyone, you don't need a police check to start your own YouTube channel for kids. It's crazy. Oh, you're wow. just like, you got a grown man just being like, hello, oh, kids. It... And then he be, and then they do live tours, and you're like, I don't know, but like, I don't think Brian should be doing shows to kids, you know? But mm. no one's checked. The ones where it's like, because I've, I've got younger cousins and stuff, and I'll see these videos where it's like, it's clearly a family has made it up as like, oh, we're going to play hide and seek with our kids or we're playing cops and robbers with our kids. And they put it up on the internet. They get like 5 million views. And it's just, imagine how fucking traumatized these kids are going to oh, be when they grow up. Yeah. 100%. It takes the Spider-Man and Elsa thing to a whole fucking different level. Like, were you around for that? The fucking Spider-Man and Elsa stuff? I know the words you're saying, what? but maybe not the context you want me to. So it's it's sort of this weird like rabbit hole I went into when I looked at like horror conspiracy things for YouTube. There's a lot of videos of these actors in just like fan-made stupid like you'd buy at a halloween shop elsa and spider-man costumes and there's like a sort of weird fan fiction love triangle going on with them and i don't know who makes them but they're weird as fuck well, who's the third in the triangle i have no idea like uh, oh it's just fan fiction yeah anyone can make that gabriel i guess yeah <laughs> spider-man <laughs> elsa and gabriel that's the fan fiction i want to see kissing him would be like going down someone on the period i don't think he has a lower set of teeth 
Yeah, oh. it looks kind of like uh, you know, in like in Fright Night when Chris Sarandon like shows off his vampire teeth. It gave off that kind of vibe. <laughs> And I do respect that a lot of it was done practically because it would have been so easy to make Gabriel CGI, especially with James yeah. Wan's fucking budget. This film had a very underdeveloped love triangle between the hot detective and like the sister and like you know the the police officer who's obviously hideous because she has a ponytail and glasses. <laughs> but then like the sister has like her big dress and her long blonde hair and just like oh. that doesn't She's go anywhere. Gorgeous. Oh, the yeah, sister definitely like... also put a lot of herself into it. She was inserting herself into the situation quite a lot. Like the one line I've not forgetting is like, "Oh, if uh, if you don't believe my sister, you can put the cuffs on me." And she's saying it to this officer that she clearly fancies. Like, "Fucking hell, way to reveal your kinks there, sister!" <laughs> like, yeah, that was definitely an invitation. Everyone, <laughs> everyone loved that police officer, and they're not wrong. Uh, he is an attractive man, but he works yeah. for the police. So yeah, it's like. A great yeah. moment. My other favorite moment of the film is when um, the the two main cops are d are down. She has like a stab wound across her belly, mm. and he's um, got hit by a chair. The chair throw. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> to take a step back. Oh. The backwards. <laughs> that was fucking fantastic. And oh. then the speed and velocity that chair took, and then mm. wiped out two people, <laughs> which apparently made it impossible for them to leave, which was a very convenient thing. But anyway, they get knocked out by this chair, and then the the evidence, whatever woman who has a crush on him, um, uh, comes at like sees the two officers and goes, "Oh my god!" and then sees him and goes, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and you're like, "That's consistent character. Like that is this is what it's you like know, that one scene in Troll." Honesty. Too, the oh my god thing. Oh my god. <laughs> they should give him some more quips. Like when did that, it should have been like, here, take a seat. Oh, <laughs> oh yes. That's true. Well, Gabriel does have that kind of personality of like a quippy sort of killer. Yes. Like he's got that Chucky Freddy thing. And I should give a shout out because I'm also a voice actor. Ray Chase, who voices him, who was also uh, Noctis in Final Fantasy 15. Hmm. And I think he's voicing Cyclops in the revival of the X-Men animated series. Hmm. You did a fucking good job. Like, I'm struggling to do a Gabriel impression because, like, it's that unique to me. I've, I've never heard a voice like that from a horror killer. It was also through s several filters most of the time because it was through, like, radios and stuff. Yeah. Mm. The, so. the working with technology thing, I'm still trying to wrap my head around. Yeah. Like, for yeah, some reason, he that. has the powers of a supervillain for some reason. Yeah, that's... I feel like the reason why Gabriel doesn't do puns throughout the movie is because he's actually not that traumatized. Um, not as traumatized <laughs> as Alan, at least. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, this film, a lot of interesting political things we talked about. You could speak as a woman, you can speak as someone who's adopted, and I can speak as someone who's had a lot of strange men inside me. <laughs> <laughs> so, Another great moment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is when the sister's driving to the children's hospital, right? Right. Midday. Bright sun. She turns the corner. She sees this, you know, Harry Potter-esque looking building. Mm. She's only, we can see it. You know, she's maybe a 15-minute drive away from it. Mm -hmm. She pulls up to it. Midnight. Mm. Full moon. Completely dark. And you're like, what happened? Did you pull over for some food? Like, what? <laughs> where did the hours go? Why did they choose to make it so bright and then full midnight? She's like, I don't feel comfortable going in inside unless it's night, you know? <laughs> just for her to walk around with her flashlight. Um, but yeah, that was just, the, that cut just full laughter uh, in the room last night. I just, I Brought do the love down. the way that it just embraces that goofy haunted house on a hill kind of yeah. aspect, mm. you know? I don't think any buildings like that exist in the real world, but I like seeing it in movies. Like, yeah. I would love to see, like, where this movie goes in a sequel, because, like, the first... I, I compared to, like, how the first Saw is, like, you only really see that one jigsaw layer and they only do, like, one sort of trap, and then mm. in the sequels, of course, of Saw, they just go all out with the traps. I want to see, like, people go all out with the concept of Gabriel. Like, there's so many different directions you this, could take it. The movie lost five million, so I don't Aww. think they're going to make a second. Yeah, this feels like something that would usually never get made, but only because the He's James Wan, and he yeah. made so much money for mm -hmm. that, like, yeah. for everything else. But I think the budget was 40 million, and I think it made, like, 30... Four point something. Yeah, I reckon a lot of that would have gone on the stunt performers because seeing Gabriel running down the fire escape and like, 
I this legit feels like something out of like a Spider-Man comic book. Mm. Like yeah. it, it was like he was fighting Electro or something <laughs> if he went to the cat house. Yeah. Ugh. And then you had what was his name? O- Officer Kakoa Shaw? Yeah, yeah, I think mm-hmm. that's this guy's name. Yeah. And Sexy he, guy, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He jumps off the fire escape and just lands straight onto a dumpster mm-hmm. lid and then onto the ground and just the hit the impact and like real perfectly of that. fine afterwards yeah well <laughs> well oh, they chase uh, through the hidden city don't they like the, the city underneath oh, yeah. oh that that scene was really cool there's one in glasgow under central it's called it was called Grahamston. it was like a village but like it got lost because we built central station over it can you still go through it I think they might do tours. But yeah, I'm not they sure. do tours of Central Station. Oh, we've got some special ideas in the works. I think we should go take a look down there. But I'm not sure. If, I don't know if they go down, but I would love to. Like that'd be amazing. Yeah, I, I, sort of underground cities. I'm kind of fascinated by. Mm. Like I, you can you can call me a dork all you want, but I still believe in that Atlantis is real. Oh, that would be nice. Because it makes sense. It must be because sea levels are rising. So like, there, it's not hard to believe that there could be a city underwater. Yeah. Oh, there's so many cities underwater. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. But not people living there still. Or are there? I don't know. Where do I, all those people I would live? hope so. <laughs> that Because that would solve a lot of issues. Mm-hmm. We can but... go and meet the seamen. <sighs> I know them well. Who's? <laughs> <laughs> Name them. No. You love seamen so much? Name three. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like Gabriel, oh I've created a monster and he needs to be stopped. <laughs> I reckon if we, if me and you were like a Gabriel Maddie situation, when we suppress you into my skull, I'm just saying a bunch of puns until you break out and then just start taking over my comedy sets. <laughs> you know, Kate, when I was young, I begged like... <laughs> what is happening? Why are you just changing tones so quickly? And your little, your hands, your little linked hands, you know, Kate. Uh-huh. When I was young, I begged my father to let me go to uh, your homeland. I said, please, Canada. <laughs> Salute that. Kate, you're enjoying it, but I have to deal with it every week. <laughs> oh, I have, I have one of my own Allens. I understand. I understand this pain. And they, they, you They're know, breeding. They're Alan everywhere. Knows who he is. Yeah. Huh? They're breeding. They're fucking everywhere. <laughs> yeah, a, duck t- uh, a psychic told me I was a duck in a past life. That died of obesity. So not much has changed, Kate, because I still love getting bread. Yeah. Well, I got assessed for autism. Did I say this? Yeah, you said this before. You yeah, got they said I was too friendly to have autism. So, yeah. Which which I take issue with because I think I'm friendly. Yeah, yeah I think there's I think there's just still so much, um, so much of the medical uh, diagnoses, uh, you know, or um, what do you call it? Like the things you need to hit a diagnosis mm. um, is still stuck in old ways of yeah. thinking like even for adhd it was really like very male skewing um hyperactivity things of like did you do this or did you do that mm. and you're just like well kind of you know or because i had good grades when i was a kid it was a lot uh i get like harder to on paper diagnose me uh, you're like but just because i had good grades doesn't mean i was able to pay attention mm. um but but i mask so well and like you know anxious about it that i will like make up for uh absolutely piecing out for an entire class and then mm. come to and be like like I've, anyway it doesn't matter we, we don't i'm already diagnosed we don't need to that's fine does gabriel have autism and his hyper focus is killing that's why he likes killing <laughs> no, so much no <laughs> dean that's a special interest yeah not look. trains just murder i think to I think, clarify, I am autistic and I don't mean all of these things. Oh yeah, one time Dean got on stage, did all these autism jokes and got off without mentioning that he was autistic. <laughs> it was fantastic. <laughs> I forgot to mention that I was queer and autistic think, and did queer autistic You jokes. think people couldn't tell? <laughs> you think they walked off being like, what a weird guy. <laughs> what a weird normal guy. He should have been telling those jokes. Well, I say that, like I remember when I walked into the rehearsal for Wizard of Oz, I felt like the straightest person in the room. Because yeah. musical theatre kids, wow, they are a different level of intensity. Yeah, Gabriel yeah, yeah. would definitely be a musical theatre kid if he was allowed to thrive. I think Gabriel is like the most normie person because he sees, he looks at society and is like, get everyone out of here. And he's right, you know? So I don't think, I don't think, um, I don't think Gabriel's creative enough, to be honest, 
to be neurodivergent because you think um, turning a medical science trophy into a weapon isn't creative it already looked exactly <laughs> like a weapon it already looked like a huge yeah. shank he barely did anything uh what he just tied his mom up to a, a beam in his attic get more creative like well, you know I mean, there's a buzz lightyear toy over there could, could we turn that into a horror weapon somehow yeah i don't know yeah i, I can think of somewhere i could put it oh jesus <laughs> To kill you? Yeah, me too. Yeah, maybe. It's quite big. <laughs> nah. I don't know how prolapsed Uranus is, but I don't think that much. It's very anti-lapse. Uh, I, I, the scene in the prison is also cool as fuck. Like when, oh, yeah. When you see those uh, women when in the prison. When she tears her own skull apart, that's a beautiful moment for women. <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere. Please expand on this. I love, like, the, sorry, I love like the king lesbian that was in the like yeah. the jail who just kept throwing the other women towards Gabriel. Like, nope, get her, get yeah, her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She and was... she got the worst death of all. Like, I knew that was gonna happen. Good. It was. Yeah, that was the whole. I mean, it sucked to see so many women die, but they shouldn't have been bullying her. You know, yeah. that unleashed Gabe, or would Gabe have already? Gabe wouldn't leave a room of alive people untouched. No, he wouldn't. Gabe just wants to kill things. And they needed to get the guard over there. So I feel like even if they hadn't been bullying her, Gabe would have found a way to start shit, you know? Mm. Now I'm just imagining a version of this movie where Gabe Gabriel is played by Gabe Featherstone. <laughs> <laughs> There'd be a lot more singing. A lot, um, a lot more Shrek songs. A lot more three-piece suits. Oh, excellent, yeah. I do love Gabe quite a lot. He's a very funny guy. Yes. Yeah, we should get him on this podcast at some point. Are they making Shrek 5 yet? No, I heard they were making a reboot of it, which sounds worse. For fuck's sake. They're making Chicken Run 2, which is a real shame. I just wish they would stop ruining IP. Please. <laughs> it's a perfect movie. Chicken Run's a perfect movie. Well, they're making a fifth Toy Story now. They're probably going to make a third Monsters, Inc. film. And Disney just wants to like make TV series of all of them. I know. What if James Wan was directing Chicken Run 2? I would pay to see that. If he was making it like Saw, then yes. Like, because my favorite scene in Chicken Run is when they're trapped in the uh, sort of the pie making machine, and yes. it's like something out of uh, a Saw film. A hundred percent. I would love to see James Wan take have his own take on that, With, and have the open to the realm of claymation. <sighs> you can have all the Anything chickens getting happen. like all the chickens could get tortured, and then at the end, it's just like an ad for KFC. <laughs> <laughs> mm. What KFC? It's somehow just. Uh, like it, the end is just all of us eating chicken and, like, <laughs> and biting our own fingers off, just eating ourselves. Oh, that's mental. Yeah. All right. Do you like the final battle with Gabriel? Like the whole uh, the John whole, Wick. Yeah, it's very John Wicky, but I like the whole thing of you think he's killed them and then because I generally like I was so upset when they had both died. Oh yeah. And then so it turns out that uh, Maddie has turned the tables on mm -hmm. him and like trapped him inside her mind. Yeah. I thought that was very cool. That was like Batman and the Joker kind she of stuff. She gaslit him. <laughs> he yes. was gaslighting her was all the time. Gaslight, gatekeep, girl boss. She caught on very quickly. <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was good because you really don't want them to die. And then when when it like the whole room change happens, it's a satisfying ending. Right. I do think we are missing. Like you had the good like she's like I've got control over him, and then you see the electricity go a bit, and you're like, mm. great, They're, he's still there, but like you know the battle will continue. But you did. I feel like we missed out on that final scene of like the cops having some mm. you know some argument or something, uh, but like a fun thing. Mm. You also did wonder. You're like, are they okay? Like <laughs> I genuinely, for my brain, want to know. I want more storylines to be tied up at the end. I'm like, yeah. Kakoa Shaw, is he fine? Does he make out with anyone? Him and the sister, you know. Yeah. Or does Just, he realize how beautiful she is after she took her glasses off? Yeah. Like, she's a woman. Oh, we don't need to breakfast club it. Like, that's my least favorite scene from The Breakfast Club when uh, Ali Sheedy is given a makeover. Like, she's fine on her own. Leave her. Yeah. Uh, again, I... Granted, she was putting dandruff on a painting and that was weird. That was a lot. <laughs> Have you seen The Breakfast Club? Uh, no, again, that's what I was going to say. I've seen The Human Centipede like three times and I've never seen The Breakfast Club, The Godfather, The Lion King. The Lion King? Yeah, the last one I get. Like, oh my God, you've not seen The Lion King? I mean, I think it's overrated, but oh. yeah, watch it. That's a weird endorsement. Yeah, that's yeah, I, don't, I have no strong feelings, actually. I just like saying, The Lion King? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what was The Lion about? 
Have we got any true or falses? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. We'll okay. see what you're lying Dean's about. patience okay. is wearing thin. <laughs> okay, we have five and then you just get to discuss if they're real or if I made them up. Mm-hmm. The first one. Mm-hmm. Nicholas Cage cited Malignant as an inspiration for his Dracula in Renfield. I'm going to say true. Nicholas Cage is a weird guy. I'm going to say false just because I'm not sure about the lining up of years that they were filmed. It was true. Fuck! <laughs> but uh, it was actually going to come out in, I think, early It was going to come out in 2020, yeah, yeah, yeah. March, but they put it off. But still, when was Renfrew filmed then? Renfrew. <laughs> when was it? When was it Renfield? Renfrew. That's where you're from, Renfrew. <laughs> Renfrew. I don't want to see Dracula going so... through Renfrew. Like, if he's sucking the blood out of those locals, then he's going to kill himself. Like... <laughs> Second true or false, Madison's patient file was copied from the wiki article for Craniopagus parasiticus. I'm going to say that? false because I don't know what Our that condition, is. condition, but like the, when you have like something stuck on your head. I'm going to say false because I can't, I'm not convinced this is a real thing. True. Yeah, it was true. Oh, no, 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 one they, all. Oh no, it's true. Like, you know, that happens like in the womb, like. Twins can get absorbed and they can just have like a, another head stuck on their head. It's like, have you ever seen those girls from America where like it's two independent heads, but they share the same body? Mm, like, they must have that. the most awkward wanks. <laughs> like, <laughs> Duati, ah, go ahead. And like, if oh. one of them commits a crime, who goes to jail? Didn't you say this as well? Like when we did the human centipede, if one of them's a pedophile, did all three of them go to jail? Yeah, that too. But I also just I wanted to... I don't think that... I don't... Oh. There oh. <laughs> I don't think that that is the biggest um, concern of theirs. I just wanted to make the pun the human sent a pedophile. I can't remember if I got to. Yes. Right, that one was true. Okay, cool. Number three. At the end of the film, Gabriel calls her Madison, not Emily, showing that she has taken back control. I'm gonna s i am going to can't remember if that was in there. I'm gonna say true because that's called her cool. Madison instead of Emily. Gabriel. But they're arguing at the end. Oh. Aye, because he does call her Emily throughout the whole thing. Yeah, because that's her real name. Or her original name. Um, yeah, I don't feel like he would never... God, this one's good, Alan. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking son of a bitch, you got it. You said true? Yeah, I'm I'll say, say false just to equal. <laughs> that one's true. Uh. That's good. Fourthly, I alluded to this earlier, but James Wan said he got the idea for Gabriel's movement while watching a Michael Jackson concert. True. False. Yeah, I made that one up. Yeah! <laughs> well, I've seen how Gabriel moves. He's anything but a smooth criminal. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of like, it's what's so attractive about him. But like Michael Jackson, he also was inside a young child. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what he's been dead for 13 years fuck it <laughs> what has it been Kate couldn't comment because she was eating so crazy <laughs> that she wasn't involved in that at all <laughs> and finally the respective actors from Madison and Kikoa Shaw made their film debuts in Bollywood films why did I feel like I read something about this that seems too weird to not be f- false. She grew up in Portugal, in Portugal or Spain. Famous for their Bollywood movies. Well, this is but I'm like, <laughs> so it's not true. I'm gonna say true. It seems too weird to be false. No one is true. Oh. <laughs> that's so wild. Gabriel would be right at home as the villain say, in a Bollywood she is- film. She is a really she has a really good American accent. Accents bug me when actors yeah. aren't um, when they're not good at uh, you know. How many shitty Canadian accents have you heard in TV shows? Uh, I mean, Canadians pretty easy because we're like generally American sounding, unless you're from the East Coast, in which it's like a, just. But when a they soft make the Irish. emphasis on like a and that kind of stuff, I imagine. Oh, that when it's me. overdone, when it's like, but it's more the opposite, right? It's more of pe- like yeah, English um, or any other accents trying to do general North American, and they speak like this. Isn't it fun to get some of breakfast and like, <laughs> oh my god, what what is that scram? <laughs> and you're like, I get it. 
make you know skewer us but just be better <laughs> i want to be skewered rightfully respectfully oh my God, honestly you're, you're such a fiend <laughs> it's the opposite for me because we're like uh I see Scottish accents on BBC things. It's kind of like Drew McIntyre from the WWE. It's like mm. that fake Scottish kind of thing. And also David Tennant, who played the Doctor, mm. would have been mm. so much better if he was using a Scottish accent. I cannot fucking stand the kind of really awkward Scottish accents you get in things like, oh, mm. I'm just going down to see a friend. How yeah. are you? It just doesn't sound natural. It's so weird. It's... Yeah, over, what was the latest one? It was like the Black Mirror episode. Mm. And I think Fern Brady tweeted about it being oh, like, yeah, this, yeah. like, just let us be. Mm. And I, this is why, you know, anyway, in a different, in a slightly separate discussion of like why we want pe why we want representation of like people to like we, we want gay actors to mm. play gay characters not just because uh, they can play them better maybe maybe you know someone else is a great actor but it's for like to have proper representation so mm. if as a queer person you watch somebody go god that wouldn't a queer person wouldn't do that but if that actor's queer you'd be like well i guess you know that's one <laughs> way of representing it because you know it almost just covers your your base mm. of being like well, we had a Scottish actor do that, so I guess, you know, they were in charge of their own Scottish accent. You're like, well, I guess it's all right, you know? <laughs> I wonder if uh, Parasitic Twins watch this movie thinking, wow, that is terrible representation <laughs> of us. <laughs> Absolutely! <laughs> oh my God, imagine if you were like, I absorbed my twin at birth and this is, we're fucking getting malignant. <laughs> Thanks, James Wan. It would make having a one-man band really easy, I think, if you were a parasitic Gabriel twin. has no sense of rhythm. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> it would be a pretty good... Uh, he would be a good lyric, like uh, vocal, right? Just cons all through the radio. It'd mm -hmm. be pretty sick. So uh, we should probably get into our favorite kill segment. There's a lot to choose Fucking from here. Yeah. See, I usually note down every kill, but then like in the last 20 minutes, I was just like, no, fuck this. Because there were so many of them getting killed. Yeah. Oh, God. I'm going to say the uh, the head woman in the prison were getting her eyes gouged out. Oh. It's my favorite kill. I had to look away. Yeah. It was a lot. But same scene for me. Um, she punches right through a woman. Oh, yeah, right through oh, her fucking that was stomach. Straight, right through her abdomen, through her spine, yeah. through just a single punch. And you're like... The strength of... I'm so sorry I keep punching into your camera. <laughs> it's like something out of Alien, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I can't, wait, doesn't... wait, wait. React? <laughs> I can see him. I'm, I'm aiming perfectly. <laughs> um... um, But yeah, it was just I, that was the yeah. most epic, like, single punch... Uh, for the skinniest white woman to just have the strength of another skinny white male inside of her. Yeah, the first kill is also pretty good with the uh, the boyfriend. Character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you don't really understand what's going on, so I don't know if I can count. I that. know, and then you're mm. kind of like, what what exactly happened to his neck? But it's a mm. uh, it's epic. Yeah, I thought the one at the end was kind of smart how it added the electricity in, and that guy having a pacemaker that explodes. Oh, that, was, that cool. was yeah. Uh, yeah, that was fucking smart. When he said, oh, like, my pacemaker is burning, I was like, oh, fuck. And then it was great. That was a good one. Yeah. Did you have a favorite kill or was it that one? Yeah. I don't know. Like, there were so many in that prison scene that were just amazing. Like, there's the one where the woman just gets her face stamped on, her eye, like, pops yeah. out. Oh. It's funny because you think, like, more, there should be more in the cop scene. But I think it's less kill ones in that or it's darker so you can't mm. see and then there's something about the prison and it feels so like what is that musical with like lip shits um you know the the four women in jail that musical when it's the four women in jail I the don't musical know that one and it's like i feel like you've just made this up <laughs> lip shits guys this is fucking real come on anyway it felt like that it felt like this really overly fake giant prison grease style like musical theater set up um but then everything was so well lit that all the kills just they were so visual because yeah. you could really see them one by one i would love to see a malignant musical gabriel and oh maddie having a duet <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it'd be so many good duets of like that's how you would reveal it too just like in the film just like in the film where the camera just goes around and you see like ah! and it would this would be like she'd be like and what would I do? And then you'd hear this voice being like, through the radio, yeah. I just want to be on my own, you know? 
fucking yes let's do it you work in tv let's make it happen well uh, this is a stage thing all right and tv's not ready for this <laughs> but a stage so is. this Maddie, is gonna go be party. a really weird one to rate because um when i think about how many big pumpkins we're gonna get this you don't know the whole big pumpkins rating <laughs> thing do we? No. you you know that's our nickname for peter bell big pumpkin no. So the rating system on this podcast is Big Pumpkins. Aww. I'm going to give this 4.5 out of Big Pumpkins because I judge, I don't think it's quite perfect, but I judge perfect movies by like, it's how well does it do what it sets out to do. And this set out to be a bonkers giallo slash B movie. And I think it does it very well. Mm. Gives us a really cool new horror villain. I would love to see more from this world. Yeah. Oh, see, the first time I saw it, I gave it four because even though I loved it, I kind of found a lot of the darker stuff that i mentioned about the abuse a bit too jarring but now this time i expected it i was like eh, i don't care this is amazing so i'm getting four and a half <laughs> big pumpkins four and a half big pumpkins i'm gonna give it um four four big pumpkins <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny when we get a guest that who's not yeah. aware of it <laughs> um, yeah i've thought about it and i think four big pumpkins is the um <laughs> Um, is enough pumpkins for this film um, because yeah I think it just it for me it, it just didn't play with the line enough like there were mm. some there were so many big laugh points but like I think there wasn't just not, like, it made me slightly unsure of whether I should be laughing mm. and I want like full confidence of you laughing want like with more James. camp <laughs> well if you're gonna go camp go full camp um, but there was just sometimes yeah it's a hard it's the hardest tone I think to strike this so, is like being aware of making he's made so many horror movies being aware of that but also trying to and there is a good world and there is a good story but also like she drives up to the children's hospital and parks one foot from the edge of a cliff and then just gets out and like, there's so many you know and you're just like oh in, there's yeah yeah so if Gabriel was gay then would it be like oh is, is he like that <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that you. and Alan can say that because he's gay well uh <laughs> Representation. <laughs> <laughs> I think that'll more or less uh, wrap us up. Uh, Kate, thank you so much for coming. Always a pleasure having you. We'll happily have you back on this podcast thank anytime you, so you want. Uh, have you got anything uh, you want to plug? Any cool Halloween stuff coming up? Oh gosh, just the just the the, the nature of the tradition itself. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's been such a long day. Um, uh, I just want to shout out to Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a great but movie like, from the 70s. But like Canadian Halloween. You oh. know, you guys don't fucking do it here, all right? Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, well, no. <laughs> we, like, I want full dress-up Halloween. Like, it We just, need to hang out more, because I agree. Yeah, like, and, and trick-or-treating. Like, you do... Okay, you're weird if you don't go trick-or-treating. Because I'm over 12. Well, not... Like, yeah, not you. But, <laughs> like, like, I think it should be more normal that kids go fully... Like, it was such a big part of growing up, especially in the countryside. That was your time to be like, there are ghosts in everyone's lawns. And I lived next to a cemetery, so it was real for me. And then we'd go around. We'd have to drive around to, like, our to closest neighbors, which took three hours, because every Everyone lived on farms and you have to stay half an hour to talk to everyone because it was a neighborhood catch up and they'd have bags with your name written on it because we oh. knew there would only be like six kids come. You knew who was coming to your house because like that you just knew everyone who lived around and it was just like the best time because you would yeah, you just go to Jane's and everyone gave out full size chocolate bars. That's really cute. That's really cool. So I want to shout out giving me full size chocolate bars and um, <laughs> and and dressing me up, dressing me up. Uh, and also, you're you're on another uh, movie podcast in the studio with uh, Billy Kirkwood, uh, Chris, the two Chris's, the two Chris's, tall Chris, hot Chris, tall Chris, hot Chris. Uh, I mean, I think they're both handsome in their own ways. I mean, there's Chris Thorburn, and then there's Chris Thorburn's mustache, and then there's Chris Scott. Chris Thorburn's mustache is a separate person. I am convinced of it. Uh -huh. And also Rick Mullins and Rick Mullins. Yeah, um, watch bad movies with good comedians, great comedians even. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, fantastic pod. I, I love doing it. And it's great to open up my world of movies. Uh, because yeah. you can't just watch good ones. Guys. It doesn't help you grow. That's why so. we did the Human Centipede last week. So uh, <laughs> Underrated masterpiece. Have you, have you seen the Human Centipede? No, thank you. <laughs> You're missing out. There's three of them. Oh, Not in the Centipede. The three did of the they films. have that much story to tell? Yes. Well, it actually gets very meta in the second one. I just feel it. You know what I mean? When yeah. you're just like, just get out of here, you know? You don't have to be, you can be at the front. 
your mouth can be untouched. You can be the one that gets to eat all the food. <laughs> oh. Um. A lot of lettuce. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I uh, would like to. I would like to um, not do that, please. <laughs> I'll do any other horror film. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, where can we find you on uh, socials? Uh, I'm at Kate the Hammer on everything, um, and sometimes I f- remember to post. So All right, that's class. Great. And uh, Alan, uh, anything coming up? We have, of course, got the uh, Halloween Tenant mm-hmm. show coming up. We're not revealing what we're dressed as, but I believe at this point we still have Roscoe McClelland headlining and we're uh, working to get a lineup ready for that. It's going to be extremely fun. Yes. I'm looking forward to it so much. Yes, come see us on the 30th of October. Yes, there will be a ticket link somewhere. and um, Maybe. Anna, where can we find you on socials? Uh, Alan J Comedy on anything important. And if you want to know more of my shit film opinions, you can follow me on Letterboxd at Train to Bussy. <laughs> Sorry, what was that? It's train to... Bussy? Bussy. Like, Correct. there's a really good Korean horror film called uh, Train to Busan, and I like Bussy, so Train to Bussy. Do you know what Bussy is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course you And do. you can find me <laughs> at uh, Dean T. Byrne pretty much everywhere. That's B-E-I-R-N-E. And how is it pronounced, Alan? Biryani. Thank you very much. <laughs> and you can follow Are you the... Italian? <laughs> I'm actually Biryani. Yeah, I'm part Italian. <laughs> Dean T. Bussy. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find the pod at BS Fears Pod on Twitter and Blood, Sweat and Fears Pod everywhere else. Um, I think we're just keeping up a really good streak of really good episodes. I've had a really good time with this one. Thank you so much for having me on. Uh, it was this absolutely great having you on, Kate. It was amazing to force my flatmates to watch this movie with me. <laughs> and it was better on second watch. Like, you could enjoy you because you were in on it. So it did feel... I think I might have to watch it a few more times. Fuck yeah. Well, we'll, we'll definitely get you back on for uh, any other movies in the future. Uh, thanks so much for watching us, guys. See you next time. Bye! Bye. Bye. <laughs>